Hey there, it's Ethan Meyer, and welcome to A Kaleidoscopic Mind. It is Tuesday, September 6th. How was everybody's holiday weekend? It was Labor Day yesterday, or two days ago as you're listening to this podcast. Um, what'd you guys do? Did you did you stay home and, and uh, celebrate the holiest of all days for the working class, or... Did you use the opportunity on your day off to go and make some other poor sap work? Huh? <laughs> I know I did. I went to the grocery store and did some other errands and yeah, kept the kept them working on the on Labor Day. But I'll tell you, at least when I went to the grocery store, at least I used self checkout. So that was out of respect for the holiday. Um, didn't want to have to you know have someone. On Labor Day, perform any labor and ring up my my frozen pizza and, and soy milk. But uh, <laughs> um, I will say, kind of in a mood. Um, I'm I'm trying to be better about not losing my uh, my temper at stupid shit, um, like I like I always do. Um, I have a lot of pet peeves. I get irrationally angry all the time. And now being a, a father, I'm trying to backpedal on a lot of that stuff. But when I went to the grocery store, it just, uh, it, it couldn't be helped. Um, one of my, uh, one of my pet peeves that has literally nothing to do with my life, doesn't change it at all. It's completely irrational, but when I was leaving the grocery store, the grocery store that I go to, they have two types of uh, carts. They have the little, the little half cart, and then they have like a full size, you know, regular grocery cart. I always use the half cart because I'm never getting a bunch of shit, anyways. So as I'm leaving out in the parking lot, you know, they have the little stalls for the for you know cart returns. Well, this grocery store has. Each stall has a specific lane, a lane for small carts and a lane for, you know, large carts. And uh, as I'm heading to the stall to return my cart, I see an old man in front of me with a small cart. And he just very cavalier just shoves it into the large cart um, stall lane and then just walks off. Doesn't, you know, not a care in the world. You know, and it, it's Labor Day, and he's causing more labor for the poor fucking kid that has to come out there and move all the fucking large cars to get to the one small cart to put it in its proper fucking lane, because this you know old fucker isn't can't read or doesn't care or he's you know he's part of that that fucking generation that thinks that you know I'm old so I can do whatever I want I get a free pass, no. I was, I was fucking, that shit just boils my fucking blood. Just the carelessness, the fucking selfishness of humanity. Like it, it, there's no extra effort it would have taken to just move that fucking small cart into the the correct fucking lane, you know, and then, and then go about your business. But no, he just, just whatever, just threw it in whatever stall was closest to him. Fucking Ugh, fucking asshole. Um, so yeah, I didn't... By the time I got there, he was already back in his car. Um, I did... I did take his cart and move it out and put it in the correct lane. And a part of me was hoping that he, like, was watching, even though I know he wasn't, because he already has this, you know, air of obliviousness to him that he probably... Did, you know, even if I was standing right next to him doing it, he probably wouldn't have noticed. Um... That's like the pretty typical grocery store crowd I get here in uh, here in Missouri. It's just people that have no social awareness. They have the you know no no you know the six foot rule doesn't exist anymore. Not even a fucking two foot rule exists anymore. You know people will just be walking down grocery aisles. Another thing, ugh, another thing that bothers me about grocery store people is uh, the person that's pushing their cart down an aisle, leaves the cart on one side of the aisle, and then walks to the other side of the aisle to look at the item that they're looking for, inherently blocking both fucking, you know, walking paths on an aisle. Like, that shit 
drives me fucking crazy. Um, however, I'm trying to trying to be better about it. Try not to let that the little those little things get to me anymore. Um, you know, five minutes into this podcast, it's clearly not working because I'm already pissed off again just thinking about it. So yeah, that was my that was my labor day. Um, it wasn't all bad, I guess. Um, took my son to the park. There's a park nearby our house that we go to pretty regularly. It's it's like not on a main road, so you you know it's not usually busy, which I like. Um, but what's funny is like we go to this park and it's a pretty large park and it's got you know the typical like playground equipment and and swings and stuff. But then there's also like a pretty decent sized pond with like a walking path around it. And every time we go to this park. All my son wants to do is just go to the pond and uh, throw rocks in it. He could he'd care less about the actual playground itself. And uh, so now I've been keeping a little bucket in my car. So when we go to this park, I give him his little bucket and he just goes and fills it up with little, you know, with little rocks. And we just stand there and just throw rocks in the pond. And uh, we went to the park yesterday, you know, and, same ordeal. He just wanted to run over to the pond and throw rocks. And this time we went there, the playground area was actually fairly busy. And there's a handful of kids playing and stuff, going, you know, doing their thing, doing doing the park thing. And then, you know, we went over and we're with the pond and we're five, ten minutes throwing rocks. All these kids from the playground flock over to us. And now there's like, a, you know, there's like half dozen kids all standing around this pond, all throwing rocks in the water and my son is like noticing the increase of people doing the same thing he's doing and he immediately loses interest and then walks over to the playground <laughs> to start playing on the vacant playground equipment <laughs> so yeah um so yeah i guess my son's a uh he's either a a trendsetter or he's B, the most devious human on the planet where he's like, you know, in his mind, he's like, yeah, I'll sit here and, you know, pretend I'm having a good time throwing these fucking rocks in this pond to lure all these, these sheep, these sheep kids away from the playground equipment. So when they get over here and start doing what I'm doing, I get the playground all to myself. So I don't know, maybe that, maybe that's where his thought process was. If, if so, I'm, I'm, I'm a proud father. <laughs> but but yeah that was and you know and he likes he likes playing with other kids he loves it actually um he just usually when it's at a uh like a park setting he doesn't really like he doesn't like to be like i guess imitated like if he goes down a slide and then he sees a kid going on a slide behind him he immediately is not interested in the slide anymore he like he'll run off and do something else. So I don't know, I don't know what it's about, but but we had a good time. We were there for, you know, it wasn't hot or anything. It was pretty cloudy, so we were there for about an hour. And he was just you know running around doing his thing. And you know, as a parent, you take your kid to the playground so a they can, you know, get outside and get some fresh air and have fun and whatnot. But you know, the second reason is to you know tucker them out so they can so when you get back home you can put them down for a nap and. You get some free time for yourself, you know. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, we did that, and we had the uh, we had my uh, mother in law up for the weekend. Um, so that was nice. It's always nice when family visits. You know, you get to, you know, they get to see the their grandkid, their grandbaby, and just kind of, and you know, as a parent, you kind of get like a break because they're spending all the time with the kid, and you can kind of you know, go do errands or do whatever, you know, kind of take a step back. So it's, it's kind of nice. Um, my wife and I have started to work on the, uh, new nursery for our, uh, for our daughter because she's going to be here sooner, you know, sooner than we think, you know, December's coming. I can't believe it's already, can't believe it's already September. It's, I feel like this year's going by really quick. So, 
you know, if that already flew by, December's going to be here before you know it, and we don't have shit ready. So we're we're discussing the 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 nursery arrangement and how we want to, you know, the decor and and uh, and all that stuff. Which to me, you know, I don't put a whole lot of stock in the actual like decor and design of the nursery as I do the the function, the, like the you the utilitarian aspect of a nursery you know being the stay-at-home dad i was with our with my son you know all the cutesy photos on the wall and wallpaper and this and that like that's all well and good but i you know i needed the function of the nursery like the diaper pail and where the diapers are stored and wipes and you know this that and the other because that that aspect we definitely dropped the ball on so i'm trying to you know talking with my wife about the function aspect of the uh, design and needing more storage and just like easy access to stuff and she's more worried about you know color schemes and the decor and stuff which you know designing a nursery is more for the parents than it is the kid because by the time the kid's old enough to care they may not even like any of that shit that we put in there and so it so it's going to change anyways so I don't, know, I don't know why i don't know why people put so much you know time and effort in designing a nursery for a newborn it's not like they fucking care um you know you know my son he's he's gonna be three in january and you know it's not like he's pointing out all the design decisions in his room and being like oh yeah i like this you know you guys did really good with these uh these framed animals uh I, i really like it you know good good choice i really like uh baby raccoons you know, so, <laughs> you know, he hasn't, he, he doesn't, he doesn't care. You know, he goes in there, gets his fucking toy cars or whatever, and plays on the floor. You know, it doesn't really, the design aspect, you know, it's like, whatever, who fucking, who fucking cares? Um, so, but anyways, messing around with the nursery stuff, um, trying to, you know, get our, get everything in gear for what we need for, you know, for having a girl um before we knew we were having a girl we weren't hoping for a boy but if we would have had a boy it would have been a lot easier um kind of easing into the second kid because already having a boy we have all that stuff taken care of you know we already had all the newborn we kept everything you know we would have had newborn clothes and outfits for the first year and all this stuff but now that we're having a girl it's essentially starting over um a lot of the newborn clothes we have are fairly gender neutral so and it's you know it's not like a newborn like we're not they're not real we're not going anywhere we're not taking them anywhere so like the outfits and stuff like you want cutesy stuff for like photos and everything but just around the house it doesn't really matter if they're wearing a you know if she's wearing a, a pink onesie or a blue onesie with trucks on it like it doesn't that shit doesn't really matter too much um um so yeah, just uh, you know, starting to, starting to, you know, get that stuff taken care of before it's before it's too late. Um, my wife and I are, my wife more so than me, but we're both procrastinators on a lot of things. Um, and getting ready for the second kid has been high on our procrastinating list. <laughs> so, um, but it'll be fine. It'll work out. Um, we, I mean, we don't even have a name yet picked out, so. But, to be fair, we also didn't have a name for our son picked out until, like, a week or two before he was born, so. Um, and I've heard stories of people not even having a name until, you know, a day or two after the kid is born, so. We're not that bad, I guess. So, there's, uh, you know, silver lining there. <laughs> um, another thing that I'm excited about um is now that it is september that means football is back um in fact the uh by the time you guys listen to this podcast the first nfl game will be tomorrow uh bills versus my rams so i'm really fucking excited for that and then sunday is my birthday um i'm not going to tell you how old i am but I'm old enough where birthdays are less, like, 
I'm old enough to at that point where the age aspect isn't what you're excited for. It's what's the most depressing part. Um, you know, when you're younger, you can't, you know, you have these like milestone ages, you know, 18, 21, 25, like that stuff you're looking forward to. And then once you hit, once you get, you know, in your thirties, it's just like, oh yeah, I'm, you know, I'm this age now and this is what I've done. Like, (laughs) um, so it's, it's, it's more just like, yep, another year went by. And then you, and then you, and then you kind of just like think about that year and you're like, oh yeah, I didn't fucking do anything. Great. What a waste of a year. Um, so yeah, I'm at, I'm in that age range, (laughs) but the good thing is, is my birthday lands on the first week of football. So I already know what I'm going to do all day is I am going to watch football. Um, it's my birthday. This is my one time where I can pull the card and be like, hey, you know, it's my birthday. I'm not doing anything. I'm not changing diapers. I'm not going to the grocery store. You know, I'm not doing any of that shit. It's my birthday. This is what I want to do. I want to sit and watch football for nine fucking hours. And, uh, if you, you know, if they want to join, great. But I'm not, uh, I'm not doing anything else. That's, that's, that's it. It's football day. Um, I know, uh, you know, I've said this before. I'm a big football guy, but I'm not a big college football guy. Um, the college I went to wasn't, you know, they had a football team, but they weren't good. And they're not in a, you know, they're not a, like a, a D1 school anyways. So I don't, I don't really have the love for it that a lot of people do who went to a bigger school and there's just like this like tribalism mentality to that like oh I went to Alabama so I love watching college football because of you know my school um I don't have any of that um I don't watch college football because I just see it as a, a joke basically um well not a joke I don't want to be that harsh like these kids are like, you know, trying, you know, busting their ass to try and make it into the, the pros, you know, cause this is like their dream, but just the, the compared, the competitive parody in college football is so laughable that I just can't take it seriously. Um, you know, on Saturday, this past Saturday, I turned it on to just see what, you know, just to have some football on in the background, just as kind of like to get me excited for like the NFL season so I turned on some college and just some of the matchups I was just like what 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 the fuck is what what are we even doing like if you're gonna have these like big schools play there's a college called like Beth Beth something it sounded like a fucking nunnery I'm just like is this a is this a, is this real is this a real fucking matchup like they get to count this towards their record like <laughs> and then like uh the school that I went to would regularly get paid by a bigger school so they could play us just to beat the shit out of us as kind of like, you know, we call them money games. You know, our college would get, you know, a big fat check and then we our team would get their asses kicked by this SEC school. You know, it's kind of like, it's just like, a, it's almost like practice for them. It's just to hype them up for when they play an actual, you know, competitive team later on in their schedule. And that shit's just fucking dumb to me. Like, all that is just, you know, fills up to me. Fills up to me. I would treat college football the same way that uh, the the Premier League, um, Europe, you know, the um, for soccer, the way they do it, where they have, uh, you know, like, you know, let's say they, the NCAA just takes, like, uh, 32 schools. And I'm just picking 32 because there's 32 NFL teams, so the math is easier for me. Let's say they take 32 of the big, like the big, like the best schools from the SEC and Pac-12 and Big Ten and all that shit, and just put it all in the same, put them all in the same league, you know, not by conference, but just list them out, and then they only play each other. They don't play any of these shit schools or smaller schools or anything like that. They just play. No, those 32 schools just play each other, right? And the same thing with Premier League, they'll have relegation rules where if you're the last, if you're the last school, you know, like if you're in last place at the end of the season, you get relegated to a smaller, 
you know, it's one of the smaller schools. And then one of the smaller schools that won, you know, their championship, whatever they get, you know, put up in the, in the third, like the big 32 or whatever the fuck, you know, whatever you want to call it. And that way all the games are against like same size, same class of talent, you know, uh, recruiting pool and, you know, the games all are a little bit more competitive and interesting to watch. And then like the relegation aspect kind of adds an extra ripple for teams that for schools that aren't as good, you know, they get relegated, they lose funding. It's like an incentive to try. And then this, you know, the division underneath, like whatever school performs the best, they get incentives because they get put up into the, into the next pool into division one or whatever. And then they start getting TV deals and all this shit, a bunch of boost to their, you know, their college and their revenue streams. Like that's, that's how I personally, I know there's way more involved. That's just kind of like a broad stroke that I would like to see to make college football more fucking interesting. Cause right now it's just not like, unless you went to one of these schools and you have a stake in it or you feel like you have a stake in it because you went there. Like, it's just not an interesting sport to watch. Like, no no college athletic is, but but especially college football. Like, the parody in college football is so vast that it's just, it's a joke. It's a joke of a fucking, of a sport. Um, and it's it's just messy. It's just messy with, the, with these colleges and these TV deals and where the money goes. And some of these coaches for these schools have been coaching since, like, the mid-90s. And their college is like mid at best. I'm just like that shit would not fly in the NFL. There's like one coach in the NFL that's been coaching since the this at the same team. And I don't even think it's been that fucking long. Like how long has Belichick been with the Patriots? Since like ninety nine? Since two thousand, something like that? Like otherwise, like coaches in the NFL, like at best, you're lasting like if your team hits the playoffs every year, you can hang around. But otherwise, like you got a pretty short rope in the NFL before they go in there and clean house. Like college, these motherfuckers. Like that's why a lot of these coaches go to college because they get paid more, and they have like a, a near infinite leash. You know, unless a scandal comes out where they're fucking, you know, diddling fucking players in the locker room or some shit or fucking cheerleaders or whatever, like whatever crazy ass scandals and throughout the years with these fucking college coaches like I don't know the whole thing the whole sport if you can call it a sport is just a I don't know a goddamn mess and needs to be it needs to be reorganized and uh retrofitted to make it more of a uh, interesting watch like even though like I remember growing up there was like eight bowl games that matter, you know, that, that matter that were on TV. And now there's like bowl games for like every fucking business on earth. You know, you got like the H&R Block Bowl and the Dollar General Bowl and the fucking Tostino's Guacamole Dip Bowl. And it's just, it's, <laughs> it's fucking dumb. And, you know, they got the playoffs or whatever. It's like, oh, we got like the four teams you know, the four best teams, and it's just like, yeah, it's the same four schools every year. It's just, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, I don't know. That's what, I, it's just, it's not for me. Like, uh, I'll pay attention to these kids once they make it into the pros, and, and then we'll see how they play out. Because you get a lot of these fucking kids that come from these big schools, you know, like, like, like that, uh, that one guy that was from Ohio State, wasn't it like Trevor Lawrence? Was Trevor Lawrence from Ohio State or LSU? One of these, one of those fucking big schools. He like never lost a game. Gets drafted like one overall, goes to Jacksonville, and has a hard time even winning a fucking game. Um, granted, a lot of that was coaching because you had that, you know, fucking, fucking cock holster of a person, fucking Urban Meyer down there. I don't know what the fuck that man had. He had zero business even being on a football field, let alone coaching these kids. Um, but there's so many of these. There's so many of these kids that come out of the draft and get into the pros and playing against like in an actual like competitive fucking field. And so many of them are just bombs. 
Some of them just don't make it. How many time? Uh, how many fucking quarterbacks have the Jets drafted top five, and they keep just, you know, shooting them out of a cannon because they're not any damn good. Be- you know, it's because they're playing at these fucking schools that are playing Beth College or whatever the fuck. And then you get in the NFL, and it's like, oh yeah, this is nothing like. Uh, they don't even have the same fucking rules. Like, uh, I don't know. It's never has the NFL needed a minor a minor league. Because college football is just, like, it's supposed to be that. It's supposed to act as, like, a minor league. But but it's just, it's just not. It's just, it's too fucking different. It just doesn't. Like, granted, there's exceptions to the rule, I know. But for the most part, like, it just, these fucking, these kids just don't work out. and require a lot more coaching. Like, the idea of them being, like, you know, NFL ready is is very foreign like most of these kids are not nfl ready um because of just how the way that that sport is set up for them you know it's it's not set up for their success it's set up for these schools to make a fuck ton of money off the you know the sweat of their brow basically um and it's just bullshit (sighs) anyways enough of that enough ranting about college football fucking thing i don't even like or watch (laughs) <laughs> let's get to the real football let's get to the let's get to the nfl um i told you guys last week that i was going to focus a lot on football this episode because the season's starting i'm super excited i got my my previews and my projections and shit um so yeah i was gonna go through a buddy of mine we were doing uh division winners i'm just gonna run down this list of all my division winners and kind of pick out a, a few that I think, you know, why. Um, the AFC North, I picked the Baltimore Ravens to win. Um, I know the Bengals um, were the you know were in the Super Bowl last year, and they're in the AFC North. But if you remember, if you watched last year, Baltimore was beat to a pulp on injuries. How, you know, most of their roster wasn't there to, to play, and they still, they still won a lot of games. Um, coming into the season healthy, um, Lamar Jackson's healthy. You know, he's he's looking to make a statement because he's looking for a big contract, you know, with Baltimore or another team that's willing to pay. So I'm expecting him to ball out. John Harbaugh, uh, John Harbaugh is a good fucking coach. I don't, I don't, you know, unless injury, unless they have another injury-plagued season, I do not expect them to to, you know, play second fiddle to any team in that division. So I pegged them to win the North. The AFC East is easy. Buffalo, they're, in my opinion, the best team in the AFC. They're the team to beat. Um, I don't think, I really don't think any other team in that division even has a chance to make it to the playoffs. Um, The Patriots are a fucking mess. I know Bill Belichick's like the goat of all coaches, but his coaching staff is like four people. Um, and the preseason was just like a mess. They're changing schemes. They do, they're kind of talent poor on both sides of the ball. Um, you know, Mac Jones was easily the best looking quarterback prospect last year out of the, out of all the first round rookies, but I don't know. I just don't, I see that team going off a fucking cliff this year. The jets are going to jet like they, they have a good roster on paper, but there's like, that team is like cursed where they're just always going to be irrelevant. I, don't, I, I just I don't know. Um, I wish it was not so. I would like to see at least one New York team be good, but I see the Giants, you know, being a better team than the Jets, sadly. Um, and Miami. Miami has an amazing roster, potentially a great coach, but, you know, who the fuck... Who is Tua Tungavailoa? Like, is he, is he going to be good? Is he, like, this is his third year, and he's kind of just been mediocre at best um, with some durability issues. He doesn't really, like, the short game is good, but, you know, they got Tyreek Hill in the offseason, and I just don't see Tua throwing those 80-yard bombs like Mahomes to Tyreek in in Miami. I just don't see that happening. So, I don't know. I I feel like a quarterback change is going to come for that team you know, next year, because I just don't see Tua as the guy. Um, AFC South, I got the Colts. Um, 
I think that one's an easy one. Uh, Tennessee, their defense is rough. Like it's there's not much there to be excited about, and they just lost Harold Landry. Um, the offensive side of the ball, they got rid of AJ Brown, which is dumb. They they got rid of Julio Jones. Um, so who the fuck's Ryan Tannehill throwing to? Um, are they just going to lean on Derrick Henry? They lost most of like a third of their offensive line. They lost in the off season. So Tennessee's another one of those teams that I'm chalking up to just go off a fucking cliff. Um, and the Jaguars, they got a lot of talent. It's a young team. They got Doug Peterson as a coach, a proven coach. Um, but I just don't see a huge glow up in one year. I know it's possible, but there's just a lot of that. There's a culture change, and a lot of things have to happen in Jacksonville to even for them to even have a winning record. So I think they're still one year away. Um, you got the Texans, and uh, and yeah, you you got the Texans. <laughs> I mean, what do you want me to say? Um, AFC West, Kansas City Chiefs. I think they're the best team in that division until proven otherwise. I don't care about all the changes they had in the offseason. They got Andy Reid. They got Patrick Mahomes. Um, their defense is starting to look nasty. Um, there's, just, there's just a consistency with that team that I just don't see. You know, Until we see it, I can't really predict that it's going to happen, any sort of like drop-off. So I still think they're the team to beat in that division, even though that's by far the best division in football. I just, you know... I'm just penciling in Kansas City as the the winner until one of those other three teams can shut them down, and that hasn't happened in years. So we'll see. Same with the NFC North, Green Bay Packers. There's just a consistency with that team, the legacy with that team, Aaron Rodgers. Um, I know they lost Devontae Adams, but good quarterbacks can elevate receivers, and you know, like them or hate them, Aaron Rodgers is a good quarterback even if he's a kind of a douche of a person. Um, so, yeah, they're going to win the North. Um, the NFC East, I see the Eagles winning. Dallas, I don't know what the fuck is going on with that team. They're seemingly just sh- losing talent and people getting injured. Their offensive line's no longer the staple that once was. Um, Zico Elliott is not really the workhorse that he was. Um, they're receiving their wide receiver core is kind of you know Michael Gallup's coming off of injury. You got C.D. Lamb and then who else really? You know they got they got a they got a feisty defense, but I just think that's the Eagles' division to lose. Um, they look solid on both sides of the ball, and Jalen Hurts. Um, he's just he's in my opinion by far the best quarterback in that division. So uh, NFC South, I got the Saints. Over the Bucks, that's probably my only, like, not chalky take. Is I just first off, the Saints always kick the shit out of Tom Brady, and the Bucks anyways. And I just see Tampa taking a taking a step back this year. Their offensive line is crumbling. Brady doesn't play well under pressure, and I feel like he's gonna get pressured a fucking lot. Even though they're they have a lot of talent on that roster, but if you're gonna have a you know, your offensive line is like a piece of fucking Swiss cheese. Like, Brady's going to be picking himself off the ground a lot. So I just, it's going to be a tough road for him. So I just see the Saints taking that division this year. And the NFC West, I see the Niners taking it. Um, If Trey Lance can hit the ground running and be everything that they want and think he can be, that team is you know, Super Bowl bound, in my opinion. Um, you got an amazing defense, a fucking just workhorse of an offense that just can run through teams. Um, and, I'm a, you know, I'm a huge Rams fan, but I just, it's really hard for teams coming off a Super Bowl victory to, like, run it back. And uh, I just don't see... I see the Rams just having, you know, that, that typical slump, post-Super Bowl slump, where, you know, they'll still be good, they're still going to be competitive, they'll be a wild-card team probably unless things go horribly wrong, but I don't see them winning that division. Um, I think it's the Niners for sure. So, but yeah, that's that's who I got for my, uh, for my division winners for 
football this year. Um, you know, like I kind of said, I think some of the the biggest, like some of the bigger like potential glow ups. You know, Jacksonville for sure. I think is uh, poised to have a good year. Not a not a playoff year, but just a good year. Like that organization has been a joke for a long time, and I would love to see them be above five hundred. Um, I would like to see Detroit actually do something. They're like the the hard knocks darlings this past year, and you know everybody's liking Dan Campbell, and that coaching staff is mostly comprised of past players, um, which is which is uh, you know a rarity in the league to have that many coaches be ex players. So and they got you know they got a decent young roster. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson, uh, their their uh, first round pick on defense, like he, you know, he did well in the preseason. But let's let's see how he is in the regular season. Um, they got a decent running back room. If they can, you know, there's talent there. They just have to like see it in themselves. I think is the issue, and they schematically, it's just got to be there for them. Their offensive line looks like a fucking, you know, brick house which is good for Jared Goff because he's another one of those quarterbacks that does not do well under pressure. But if he's protected, he is like a laser. So, I mean, just go back to those like early Rams season, that 2017, 2018 Rams seasons with Goff where he was like in MVP conversations because the offensive line was, you know, our, you know, where we were the steadiest and he had time in the pocket and found guys and just, you know, fucking got it there. So there's some good things going on in Detroit. I like to see them be competitive. Um, you know, like I said, same with the Eagles. They haven't really been like a bum team, but I could just see them having like a huge jump and being a potential like Super Bowl contender in the NFC for sure. The NFC is kind of weak, in my opinion, this year. I think all, a lot of the best teams are in the AFC, but. But yeah, um, best to worst. Like honestly, I see Tampa just going off a cliff. Same with Tennessee. They just Tennessee's mostly because they just lost a lot of players to either injury or the off season, free agency and trades and whatnot. And Tampa just because I just don't like Tom Brady's chances at his age, with a shaky offensive line that has confidence issues and. And just play, you know, just, I don't know. I just don't see it working out super well. Um, it would suck, too, because I, I believe this is Tom Brady's last year. I think he's, I mean, he's a free agent anyways, so someone would have to pick him up um, off the market. But I think this is going to be his last year. Um, I think Giselle gave him a, a hall pass to play one more year. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I would hate to see him go out like so many greats before him. Um, just, you know, with like their tail between their legs and just getting the ass, you know, their ass kicked. And like, if, if Tom Brady is really going to retire and be his last year, I would love to see him like go out on a Super Bowl win. I think that'd be the best way to cap off his career. I just don't think that's going to happen. I don't see Tampa doing it but who knows i mean he's he's the goat for a reason so maybe he can you know make something out of nothing it's not like they don't have talent i mean they have a lot of really good a lot of really good wide receivers um and their defense is still pretty nasty it's just that offensive line makes me nervous that they're just gonna you know go off a fucking cliff and going off a cliff for tampa would be like seven or eight wins you know, potential wild card just because that division's pretty weak. You know, it's just basically them and the Saints. I don't see Carolina doing much, and I don't see Atlanta doing anything. Um, so, I don't know. I'm just ready. I'm just ready for the season to start. It's going to be good. I just need some football in my life. I need some sport. I can tell that I'm getting, that I'm getting like, uh, anxious from sports because like the other day when I was putting up laundry I turned on baseball and I don't even fucking like baseball but I just turned it on just to have some like some sports going and then I turned it off because I realized oh yeah it's baseball and it's boring as shit 
Like, I, I respect baseball, um, for its legacy and its and the history of this in this country and its, and and you know and all that, and I like going to games live, even though most people, you know, you, most people who go to baseball games aren't actually at watching the game. It's more of just a social experience. You go there, eat hot dogs, nachos, and drink overpriced beer and just shoot the shit. And then when something happens, you know, you you like clap or cheer or whatever, and then you sit back down and start talking about work or whatever the fuck else. Like baseball's going to a baseball game is just basically just like going to a bar, you know. Um, but like it's like one of the worst sports to watch on TV. Like it's like watching golf or something like that. Like if you just want to put something on in the background for four hours while you're doing chores, like it's you know it's like you know, like NASCAR, one of those things that just go on for too fucking long and it's there's never anything really happening. Like, that's it's one of those sports. It's just not a TV sport. TV sports for me are like hockey, basketball, and football. Like, those are like the three best sports that are still enjoyable on TV because it's just like constant, you know, constantly things are happening. It never really stops. Soccer to a... Uh, to a I think Premier League's more interesting to watch than uh, the MLS for some reason. Like I tried, like I used to watch Premier League a lot. I was a big Chelsea fan, and then uh, I had like this this period of time where I didn't have uh, uh, cable or any way to stream any of the games, so I kind of just fell off it. I never really, never really got back into it. But there was a time I tried watching MLS because uh, Kansas City which I live fairly close to, has a, uh, has a team, Sporting KC. So I was like, oh, I'll watch some, I'll watch some MLS games. And I don't know. It's just, uh, it's just not as good. It's not as good as watching Premier League. So I don't know if it's just like the, the talent pool is not as good or it's just maybe because MLS is, you know, it's not, it's not new, but it's also not some like, I don't know. It's just, it's just not as good. It's hard to explain. Like watching Premier League, there it was. It's like watching the World Cup, and just like more exciting. Um, it's hard to explain. MLS, like the the couple games that I watched, just weren't really exciting. Um, but yeah, and then like you know, like baseball and hockey, like they're lo- they're great live and they're great on TV, just because it's just constant constant action. It's, you know, a lot of those other sports like. You really, really have to be into it on like, uh, especially the stuff, you know, like baseball. Because baseball, there's a lot of nuance and strategy and, and, uh, and stuff like that. But, you know, chess has all that too. And I don't want to sit someone, I don't want to sit there on my couch and watch someone play chess for four hours. You know, (laughs) that's the same with baseball. You know, I respect it. I don't want to watch it because it's boring as shit. So, so yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I'm really fucking pumped for the football season to start. I'm really nervous as well, because like I said, I just don't see my team continuing the success that they had last year into this season. Um, the schedule's tough. You know, we got to play our division, which we always, you know, division teams, division rivals, they always play each other hard regardless of, of their record. And then we got to play the AFC West, which, like I mentioned, I, I, in my opinion, is the best division in football. And then we got um, NFC South. So we got to play the Saints. We got to play the Bucks. Uh, we got to play Dallas. We got to play Green Bay. So it's going to be a tough year. Um, we got to play Buffalo um, this third, this, you know, this coming Thursday or tomorrow, as, you know, when you're listening to this, got to play Buffalo. So. Which, in my opinion, is the best team, probably in the NFL, um, just because I just they're they have like one weakness, and that's just like their their secondary, like their cornerbacks are like rookies or like unproven talent. That's basically the only weakness they have. If that's your only weakness. Like you're a pretty fucking good team. So there's really no excuse for them not to just dominate this year, unless. The injury bug hits them or or what, but but yeah, I just see I just see Buffalo running away with it, um, but yeah, I'm 
I want to see my Rams do good. I just don't want to see them like, um, you know, there's still a lot of talent on the team. Granted, a lot of them, you know, some of those guys are getting old, but there's still a lot of talent on the team. So I'm still expecting them to be above above 500 to like 10 wins would be ideal. I just don't see them having a deep playoff run or definitely not repeating the Super Bowl because that's it's fucking rare. It's fucking rare to repeat the Super Bowl. Like that shit hasn't happened in like 20 years. It's not going to happen anytime soon, in my opinion. So it's just it's really difficult. Um, so yeah, season starts on the 11th, my birthday. So happy birthday to me. I get to watch football. Um, let's see here, 45 minutes in. Um, I guess I'll end it. I'll say that uh, I finished playing Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy on, uh, on Xbox um, finally rolled credits on it and, uh, came away liking it. Um, I would recommend it to people who, um, like a good, just third person action adventure game. Cause it's a good one of those. It's a, it's buggy as all hell, like so many fucking bugs and technical problems. And I had to reload checkpoints pretty often in the, in the back half of the game, just cause, um, I wasn't able to like complete, uh, an objective because it would like there would be a bug or it would freeze or, um, you know, countless issues like that riddled with texture pop in and screen tearing and all kinds of just weird shit like that. So the game is, the game is buggy and I don't know if they, I don't know since that studio got sold to Embracer, if they're just like completely done with it and they're not patching it. I know it's been out for a while, but it seems like a lot of that stuff could have been fixed with patches. So I don't know, but this, the overall, like, the characters, the writing, the gameplay, and, like, the story overall, like, all that's all the strong strong suits. Art direction, um, like, that was all really good, like, enemy design. There is a lot of repeat enemies, I will say, but, like, you know, there's, like, four or five different, like, groups of enemies, and, like, they all vary in design, which is cool, but you see them a lot throughout the game, so there's a lot of repeating assets. Also, like, it's a sci-fi game, space game, a lot of aliens, and you see this a lot in entertainment and, like, games and film and TV and stuff that, like, all these alien races, but they're all bipedal, you know, they're all two arms, two legs, and then they always have, like, an alien head, you know, that's, like, the only thing they change. That's this game. Like, every fucking alien you come across in this game is just a human, basically, with, like, a goofy head. And, like, I know why they did it. It's just a, an easy way to, like, reuse assets. You know, you, you build a, you build the, you know, a character asset, and then you can just, like, keep changing out heads or whatever. Um, but it kind of just makes space seem very human as opposed to, like, a diverse, eclectic range of aliens. So, but that's just, like, a dumb nitpick than you see in a lot of shit so it's you know it doesn't ruin it doesn't ruin the game it's just funny to see like at one point you're in like a like space like bazaar basically like a giant like market like all all aliens everywhere but they all just look like humans and masks <laughs> essentially so it's just like okay sure you guys dropped the creative ball on this one um it's one thing i do like about uh uh, Rick and Morty is like their alien design seems alien because like all the all the different species are just fucking wacky and weird, and uh, and that's yeah that's kind of how I would see space is like aliens are supposed to not look like us, um, which actually that new season of Rick and Morty just started uh, this past Sunday, so if you're if you're a Rick and Morty fan, the new season I watched the the uh, the new episode. And it was fucking awesome. I'm a huge Rick and Morty fan. Um, I'm not going to get into like spoilers or anything for the episodes that it just came out. But it's really good. Really excited for the new season of that. And uh, what else? I did watch the uh, new... The first two episodes of that new Lord of the Rings show. The Rings of Power. Um, I think I'll save that for next week. Maybe next week I'll talk about... Because then I will be three episodes deep and have a little bit more... Uh, meat on the bone to talk about so maybe i'll save that for next episode we'll talk about some rings of power um so yeah i think that's gonna do it for this week um 
Thanks for listening. I hope you guys have a good rest of your week. And if you're football fans, you know, hopefully uh, you guys enjoyed the Thursday night game, Rams versus Bills on NBC. Um, and uh, yeah, I will uh, check in with you guys next week. Coming, coming